0: The question that BJ Palmer asks of you when you look at this is, What will you do? What will you do? Because that, what's going to happen to you in your life is you're going to have these moments where all of a sudden your life changes. <clears throat> and you have a choice during that moment to either do something about it or ignore it. Right? It's like this it's like a knock on the door. Right? you could knock on the door and not answer it, right? You could ignore it, you could forget it, you could knock on the door and just pretend it's not there. But sometimes those knocks on the door are really important, right? And sometimes they could be really great things, and sometimes they could be really negative things, but you gotta listen to the knock. You know, for instance, yesterday, uh, we had a patient come into the office whose blood pressure was 160 over 100, right? And the person was, kind of scared, and I said, that's a knock on the door, right? You're here talking to me, telling me you don't feel good. This is a knock on the door. This is your opportunity to go and take better care of yourself. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to go to your primary care doctor right from here. But second thing you're going to do is you're going to listen to that call, right? Because all these, the reason that a person comes into your office is they've been given, this is the knock, right? The reason that they see you in the clinic is because the door has been knocked. And they answered it. But now you've got to convince them to stay. You've got to convince them to keep up doing something, right? I said, you could just, and he's like, oh, it's just stress. And but, No. No, it's not just stress. Oh, it's just because I had a bad night, last week. Was heart. No. If your body, which normally has whatever normal blood pressure it is for that person, if that person's body is deciding to give you a warning, right? then heed the call. right? Heed the call. So that goes with you guys, too. Some of you guys, I, I've talked to some of you guys, have had health experiences that have been very scary and very challenging. Heed the call. Don't ignore it. Don't say it's no big deal. Because something like a higher blood pressure now turns into something much, much, much worse later. Right? So take care of the small problem now. Right? I said, have you been exercising? No. Have you been eating or writing? No. Have you been meditating? No. Have you been doing anything health-wise? No. Okay. Then you know what to do. Right? Got to go to the doctor. Got to get this checked out. Find out what's going on. Get that under control. But the key thing is now you know what to do. Right? Because So don't play around when there's a knock on the door. But sometimes the knocks on the door can be the other way around. Right? So, as an example, I, this is 1984. I uh, wanted to be a medical doctor. And I, my father uh, had a friend of his who worked in a local hospital. I'm from Long Island. So there used to be a hospital in Franklin, uh, Franklin Square. So it was Franklin General Hospital. So he got me a job there over the summer of 1983. Were you guys even born, some of you guys then, 1983? <laughs> So anyway, summer nineteen eighty-three I got a job working in Franklin General Hospital in Franklin Square, New York, Long Island. And my whole goal, everybody tell te- my my advisor at SUNY Albany, I went to SUNY Albany in New York, my advisor said you've got to really start showing interest and getting involved, and because that's how you know medical schools will choose you, not just because of your you know grades and MCATs and whatever. I said, All right. So I went to this hospital, really not wanting to to do this, and they assigned me to the emergency room. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this, right? And there's all kinds of craziness. It was the summer of 83, all, all, you know, the typical stuff you'd see in an emergency room in the summer. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I am a very friendly person. I like talking to people. I like smiling and talking to people and reassuring them. It's part of my thing. It's part of my reason. Right. Well, this was discouraged. Right. I was talked to a number of times by the attending physicians there saying, Ruben, I appreciate that you're a nice kid, but there's no room for niceness here. Right. This is a business. What's the job of the ER? I'm like, to help people? No. The job of the ER is triage and admit. That's the job. That's the job. You're not doing your job, you're spending too much time with people, you're getting attached to people, they're getting attached to you, they're saying, where's this kid? We we can't have that. Everybody's got to be nameless and faceless, right? You can't do this kind of stuff. I remember there was one particular uh, patient who was very, very ill and I was trying to help her and they they were dragging me out of the room, not allowing me to to be in there and kind of comfort her as she was very, very ill. And I remember going downstairs into the basement of the hospital where they had the cafeteria and just sitting there on a break saying, I, this is not my life. I cannot do this. But at the time, I had not even heard of what chiropractic was, right? I never, the, the word chiropractic had not even entered my lexicon. And I remember sitting there going, holy cow, what am I gonna do now, right? What's gonna be the next step, right? But I knew at that point in time. I said, "There is no way I'm going to medical school. I am not doing this. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what I've told my family. What all my plans have been. I'm done." I remember telling that to my parents and telling that to my grandparents, and they were very upset at me. Oh, you know, just it was just a bet. No, I'm done. And it wasn't a little, but a little while later, right? This was the first knock, right? The first knock, knock on the door. And I listened. So instead of just saying, oh, I'll just do it anyway, put my head down and just do it and tough it out, I said, "Okay, I'm going to listen to this knock. Well, when I listened to that knock and I made that decision, then a few months later, my mom starts going to a chiropractor for back pain, gets me into chiropractic because of the asthma I used to have, right? And now that's the rest of the story, right? But you see how one thing had to happen before the other? Right? The doors had to open. If you didn't open the door before, the door wouldn't open. Like, How the hell did you all get here? Did you ever think about that? The crazy road that it took you to sit in this class at 7 a.m. on a Thursday, February 1st, 2018. You know what? what how many things had to happen to get you here? This wasn't a straight line. Right? There was a lot of doors that were knocked on that you had to open up for you to actually physically be sitting in these chairs right now. And let me tell you something, there will be a lot more doors that are going to knock. And like I said, some of them will be good, some of them won't be good, but there's a lot more doors. Expect it. And what BJ Palmer talks about in this is that you have to be open to this, right? You have to be open to the knocking on the door. Because the, the voices come, like in the last sentence I wrote, this is the secret. Came the voice to me as the whisper of a gentle breeze. These words, I will. But this is the key thing. He said, this is the secret. They came to me as a whisper, right? They came, what does that mean? It's like a feeling, right? I was sitting in the basement cafeteria of Franklin General Hospital with this feeling in my stomach saying, I can't do this. I, this I, can, I thought my whole life I was destined to be a medical doctor. I can't do this, right? But it was a whisper. Wasn't it wasn't like, you can't be a medical doctor. It wasn't someone screaming in my ear. It was a very gentle, kind of feeling, and when I said, "I okay, I'm getting the feeling, and I'm going to act on that feeling," right? That's when other doors were open, right? Because what happens is when the door, when one door opens like this, and you go through, right? Now another door can open over here, and you can go through that one, right? But if you're over here and the door knocks, and you're like, "No, no," what happens? Well, that one closes, but then that one closes, and that one closes, and that one closes, and that one closes. And now you've closed off this whole other potential, right? So that's what BJ talks about when he says, this is the secret that came to me as the whisper of a gentle breeze. You have to listen to the sweet, what BJ calls and later on in this chapter, and later on in a lot of his books, this is The Bigness of Hell Within again. He calls this the wee small voice, right? Listen, right? Because there's always going to be that gut feeling. That something you have to listen to, that gut feeling or the heart feeling, whatever you want to call it, you got to listen to it, right? That beautiful little baby right there, she's looking right at me because she knows I'm speaking the truth, right? She's getting it, right? She gets it. And you know why she gets it? Because she's closer to the source, right? You guys got all these filters over your head. Well, I got student loans to pay. And my parents expect this. And this is what this, and this, and my boyfriend, and, this, and all these different things, these filters. You've got to get rid of the filters, right? And listen to what the voice is saying. The voice that, that we small voice tells you this is the right thing or this is the wrong thing, right? And sometimes when you are confronting people like I did yesterday with this patient, and I was talking to him about his health, right? He doesn't see the feeling. Right? He doesn't feel the feeling that I feel for him, right? I, I care more about him than he cares about himself. Do you understand that? But that will also turn around the other way. So you need to listen to yourself. You need to trust in yourself. Trust in that judgment. Trust in that guidance. Because that's, that's the way we know what to do, right? We've been given this great gift of feeling or intuition or whatever, instinct, whatever you want to call it, right? Many, many years ago, that was super important, Right? So, if we're walking down a path and this is 300, 1,000 years ago, whatever, we're walking down a path and we hear rustling, right? What would we do? Stop, right? Listen. What is that, right? right? You take out your spear or your bow and arrow and stuff and just make sure it wasn't a bear or a coyote or, you know, there was a coyote in our yard this morning, right? I heard him doing those crazy little sounds that they do, right? So, what happens if I was outside? And I was like, oh, no big deal. I kept on walking. Coyotes can attack, right? But if you hear the noises and the rustling, you stop because that's your instinct is saying something isn't, what is that, right? So that's what it was given to us. This, our, our system was given to us to understand and make sense of the world and guide us, to, God bless you, to the next and next and next places, right? But if you don't listen, you don't heed the call, you don't listen to the knock, you don't get the warnings, then you don't go as far as you could and if you think about this thousands of years ago what would that mean? Right? Natural selection meant what? You don't listen to the knock and you don't pay attention to the fact that there's a pack of coyotes in your backyard by your teepees or caves or whatever. You're going to be eaten up. Right? So it was it was a life or death thing. You understand? But it's still in us but we have to get past all the other stuff, the bombardment that we get all day long from all the different sources, and that's how, why it's so hard now for people to pay attention to their feelings because that, that initial reason that those feelings are there was for protection. And now we're pretty safe, right? Honestly, for the most part, we're pretty safe most of the time. So we kind of squelched that part, but we still have to pay attention to the feelings because those feelings are the doors that open us up to the next and next and next place.